Welcome to the Blue Sky Education Thinking Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Mullins, Matt Simmons, and me, Kerry Ruffle. I've been fortunate through, throughout my career to uh, meet and discuss with uh, deans from business schools all over the world. And, and I'm convinced that uh, they are the primary spokesperson for the values and the vision of a business school. Uh, and across stakeholder groups, you know, both to students in their programs, of course, staff uh, and faculty, uh, alumni, uh, but all of the uh, corporate and societal connections, both at a local and a global level, you know, look to a dean. There is a reason why when Harvard Business School announces that Nitin Noria is standing down and uh, they're looking for a new dean, you know, that becomes news in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. You know, this, uh, this is the, the head of the school. Uh, when you hear uh, Frank Bournois uh, talking about the solidarity that he witnessed at his school ESCP uh, in Paris uh, just moments after the Paris attacks of five years ago, that is a very powerful statement about a community and its values. Um, think of uh, INSEAD's um, uh, Ilian Mihoff talking about uh, business as, as a force for change, or Erica James, of course, that has recently joined Wharton, um, is the first uh, black woman dean of a top US business school, um, and her messages on diversity, inclusion, and everything else that Wharton has a voice on really, really matters. I have a personal favorite on, on this one. Um, I had the opportunity to interview the dean at uh, the Rotterdam School of Management, uh, Ansgar Richter, who as a young boy, grew up in a separated uh, Germany, both East and West. Uh, and he spoke in our interview about politicians that were trying to solve societal and economic challenges by building walls and why that was not the answer and certainly wasn't the future. Um, that interview had a massive response, not just in uh, the readership on, on Forbes, but engagement on social media, over 35,000 uh, people uh, followed and commented on those comments and others from the Dean and they included alumni, they included corporate partners, uh, staff. In fact, one of the staff wrote and said that they were proud to work at a school with such values. So the Dean, his or her profile, both through the channels of the school, clearly through the media and increasingly, I think, through social reach, uh, I think is absolutely fundamental to sharing the visions and value of a business school. Well, I think there's no doubt that the the experiences and the perspectives of a dean at a business school is a it's a considerable tool for a business school to wield in the media. Um, but of course, business schools in doing that face a challenge over how to leverage that perspective in the most responsible and the most influential way. And sometimes it's not always an easy practice. It's not always a, a, an easy thing to do. So that's the topic of our edition of the podcast today. How do you leverage your Dean's profile in the worldwide media? And to kick off the discussion following that lovely introduction from Matt, we return to our interview with Jonathan Simon. It's something else that I actually want to speak to you about that we've spoken about before is how, how Deans have led these changes and have built their profiles and been seen in the press talking about changes and and really making an impact and being seen as the top of the institution. Um, so I just wanted to ask you about how you've seen communications help raise a dean's profile and, and how effective you think that is. Yeah, so I think 
you know, we're in an age in, in, with social media and how quickly our, our attentions change. Students and, and people in general are very familiar with people making, making sure that brands seem accessible and aren't institutions anymore. They're not a building. So Fortune 500 companies are trying to put faces behind the brands. And, and now we know famous CEOs behind companies. We know people like Elon Musk and, mm -hmm. and, and Steve Jobs was one of the best to do it, where, where we understood the mind behind it. And so when you're trying to pick an institution to go to school or a business school, there's so much choices around the entire world to go, depending on uh, how much money you want to spend and where do you want to locate. And there's just so many choices that one of those things that moves the needle a little bit is that students have a, a personal attachment in some way to the school. Now, this could be through alumni relations with their parents that went to the school. If this was traditionally how it was, or there was, you know, their friend was going there and that was good. Um, so now with, you know, institutions having the ability to go online through social media channels or other types of channels and put personal, put the people behind the school. A school is just a building. It's, mm -hmm. the, it's the academics behind it. It's the research that comes out of it. It's the students' accomplishments. It's the jobs that come out. And then at the very top, it's the dean that manages a very complex system of appeasing everybody and making sure everything works. And I think some of the best deans in the world are using social media to put a face in front of the institution, a personality in front of the institution about what the vision of the school is, what they're trying to accomplish with the school. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a huge opportunity for deans who want to have some who aren't scared of the spotlight first of all and have a little bit of notoriety mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of part of a mean a dean's mandate anyway they're always at events doing speeches um showing up at, at you know doing hundreds of speeches a year shaking hands meeting people you know what's the difference of recording that and putting that online mm -hmm. uh it's just it wasn't something that i think a lot of marketing departments and schools thought of doing because it wasn't traditionally used in that in in education and now it's just becoming a little bit more commonplace that you can have your dean on linkedin talking about the latest things you're putting them in the media you're getting them to comment on the next things that are happening in the world and that also shows the value that you bring to an institution the vision you have for your school and hopefully that impacts recruitment numbers and donor numbers uh, which is very important as well definitely i don't think i could have put that better myself the dean is literally that figurehead who gives people an idea or a topic that they can really resonate with whether they're a pinch student or a donor or a corporate partner it can really have such a massive impact and and you put that wonderfully thank you yeah no problem so you've given us some great information, so thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like our listeners who are engaged in the business education community, who are really interested in the industry and, and learning new things, is there anything else you would like them to know or, or think about? No, I, think, I think what I'd like to leave with is that, yes, there's a lot of uncertainty, but mm -hmm. with uncertainty, there's opportunity. Yeah. And because of that, 
schools which were used to be more rigid in how you could market things and there was certain rules and things like that. A lot of that has been thrown out the window a little bit. And so I urge my colleagues at other schools and marketers who, uh, and communicators who work with schools to go back to the drawing board again, to, to experiment, to, to go back to that idea you had five years ago that everybody said was crazy and don't do it, to go back again and say, hey, remember that idea I had? Let's try that. So starting a podcast, starting, uh, you know, for your school content, putting out things, you know, there's, it's, it's never been easier to do. And there's less risk. If you fail, well, you know what, we're, we're willing to experiment these days, because we have to try many different Mm -hmm. things. So I think those, that's the advice I would kind of give my colleagues. And I'm always willing to share new ideas. And hopefully, you know, through this, I'm hoping to try to learn different ways of how things are happening. Yeah. No, that's a wonderful note to end on. We we live in a world of possibility now. And yes, what if you fail? But what if you fly? So perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Jonathan says something really important, that schools are just buildings. And particularly now, having a visible dean is vital in helping to a school to forge its identity and be seen as engaged in the wider world and stand out from the competition. Steph spoke with Peter Remon, one of our PR consultants here at Blue Sky, who has spent a great deal of time working directly with deans to boost their profiles in the media. Let's hear what he has to say. It's been sort of a, a couple of years I've, I've been doing this with uh, numerous business school deans of a, sort of the top European schools. Um, it's something that's really, really valuable to, to schools to have their deans sort of front and centre, showing their face, getting their voice out there. Yeah, and so on. And I think it's something that a lot of schools don't really think about or don't really do a huge amount until they sort of start working more with a, a media agency who, who pushes their, their dean's voice and their dean's opinion and their, their corporate news out there. And it's, uh, it's incredibly valuable, I, I think, for, for business schools to, to ensure their dean's front and centre. I agree. I mean, they're the figurehead after all. So when they've got messages they want to put out there, the Dean saying those messages carry so much weight. And I know you've worked with Deans in a number of ways, help them get their messages out there. Um, One of which is like announcements, isn't it, for for the school? Yeah, of course. So as I say, it's sort of, I think, three ways in which you can really utilise like the Dean's voice and, and their opinion and their insight and their and really get as much value out of out of them as possible for the business school and and yeah the, the first way you sort of mentioned there is is exactly that in in corporate news and announcements and so on so I mean it's something that it, we've done a huge amount with with deans from our schools our clients um yeah whether it's corporate news something new going on at the school uh, an announcement of a new program uh, whether it's uh, just a, a nice success story of the school about sort of, I suppose a, a good example would be a, a really high ranking in a, uh, the FT or, and so on. I know we do a lot of work with, with deans there getting quotes for them. Um, a good example of the, the corporate news, I suppose, would be um, working with the dean of Durham University Business School around their, their new campus announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, something that generated a huge amount of first local press um, which is obviously a really key stakeholder for, for business schools mm-hmm. but then working into to a bit further afield um, for instance the, this announcement featured in the the financial times where we managed to secure quotes and, and it's really just sort of 
leverages the dean's voice and, and i think having the figurehead of the school speaking in these these press releases these announcements just shows how important these announcements are and, ha and how influential they are at the school and then yeah moving to the sort of i suppose other corporate announcements around these things like new programs and new rankings having the the dean's voice in there just again just shows how important an announcement it is uh, and how involved the dean is in, in the day-to-day -day of the business school too Definitely, and having them talk about these messages really helps business schools to meet their target audiences and, mm -hmm. and get their goals achieved because the deans are really helping in that mission and ultimately that's a huge part of their role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And if you have the dean buying into to public relations and media as well, it's going to encourage everyone else at the school to, to do the same and, and get them on board, get them doing more media work and so on. The, the dean getting involved and, and and leading it from the front is really just a, a positive for everyone else at the business school too to get them engaged. Definitely, it helps with the whole institution's brand, having so many people engaged, willing to promote their work and then the school as well. Tell us about a, another way that you've worked with Dean. Yeah, of course. So yeah, as I say, the, the first sort of way and a first port of call really is around these corporate announcements, mm -hmm. whether it's press releases or uh, and so on, because you can really put a, a nice, interesting insightful quoting from from a dean there that really gathers more attention because it's coming from the, the lead figure and lead authority of the school but um yeah another way that we that we work with deans is is i suppose it tends to be specifically with with higher ed education press and, and biz ed press is, is talking about the industry in general uh, and trends that are going on across the board and and really sort of making deans of the schools we work with uh, a figurehead in the industry specifically as well which which just gives huge amount of authority i know it's something we do with with a lot of the the industry press whether it's qs top mba or, or business because or or amber or, or the other accrediting bodies uh, as well it just sort of puts the dean again front and center at the, at the sort of front of the industry um, which is uh, these publications are hugely read not only by other people in the industry but also by students as well um, potential applicants uh, business employers too so it's good to have your dean that you work with from from your business school front and center of the industry too uh, as i say it, it's good for students and applicants looking at the publications but it's also good for uh, stuff like conferences i know I think you've had the same as well working with deans and professors you, you get some coverage for a dean and then people start realizing mm. oh they've got some really interesting stuff to say there's, there's some really cool stuff going on at this business school Definitely. why don't we have them come and talk at our conference or, or something like that yeah. along those lines which just generates sort of yeah more interest in the business school more notoriety the, the mm. brand goes up and they've just become more well respected in the industry so yeah the, the sort of first one yeah is around these corporate announcements um, corporate news, new stuff going on, programmes, which, which hits a wide range of, it, of, of sort of different publications, whether it's local press or, or national or, or specific trade education. And then the industry one is more about making yourself known in those that you're sort of, sort of known anyway with mm. in the industry, but just boosting your reputation there. And this, yeah, tends to be industry press, whether it's specific education or, or more specific to, to strictly biz ed. Um, and yeah, that's that's another way that we work with a lot of deans in that case. Um, I know we've done a huge amount of work with uh, Leila Guerra, who's the associate dean at um, Imperial College Business School. Uh, lots of stuff with her around what's going on, especially with in the ed tech and digital learning space, something Imperial is really sort of at the forefront in the industry of. 
um, talking about trends for the year, what's going on in the industry, recruitment trends, um, and yeah, business because QS Top MBA, Amber, places like this are, are really interested in what the, the lead figureheads have to say about this. Definitely, and I agree with you entirely. It's so important to have that aspect of, of PR and media visibility to, to really support a dean and their institutions and mm -hmm. helping get their messages out there in their own circles, circles where they should be seen. And some of my favourite examples are of deans who have featured in BFT or in Amber or Biz Ed magazine. And they've been surprised at how many people have reached out to them about the topics and the ideas they've been speaking about. And it's so, so influential and so important. But that's, that's not the only way, is it? I think there's a, a third way that you want to speak about today. Yeah, I, I, I've sort of gone over the other two ways around corporate announcements and, and industry trends and, and just sort of talking in specifically in the education industry. But I mean, they're sort of talking about, as I say, the industry, what's going on at their schools and so on. But you, you can utilise deans in the same sort of way you utilise other academics, really, at business schools. Uh, a dean is, is obviously top of the school, runs the whole thing, but they do have their own sort of fields and areas where they, they are professors in, whether it's, I know, finance, accounting, marketing. Uh, across the board, they, they obviously spend a lot of time and work and effort working on the school and what's going on there. But I imagine that, well, a lot of them like to do their own research too still and have that mm. proper sort of academic feel of their work still. So, I mean, this is something we do with a lot of deans too, is, is utilising them to, to speak about their specific field that they're an expert in. So not just business education, the trends that are going on, what's going on at their school, uh, new programmes or anything like that. More talking about, I don't know, whether it's the economy finance uh, mm. what's going on in the marketing space and, and it makes I think it makes quite a nice change for deans to talk about that instead of their school and their institution as well yeah this is something I suppose a good example of this is is some of the work we've done with ESMT Berlin's president uh, George Rockhold and um, is sort of a, an economist and an economy and finance expert and and does plenty and plenty of work in, specifically obviously in German press mm. where they're, they're located around sort of the economy, what's going on. Um, but a lot of work we've done with him as well, whether it's sort of um, helping to, to pitch out for articles or comment. Um, a good example is something we recently did with him um, in Forbes talking about the impact of coronavirus on the German economy specifically where obviously he's a, a leading expert. Um, yeah, and it's just, I think it makes a nice change for deans to talk about their industry as opposed to their school, because um, it's, at the end of the day, that's what they're, they're passionate about and they've, mm. they've made a living working in, in, in that field. But it's great to utilise these deans because they're, they're obviously, not only are they really well known in the business education, but they're incredibly well known in their field as well. So, I mean, there's, there's an abundance of opportunities when it comes to deans speaking about their fields and, and a lot of people want to hear from them. So, and that, that's the sort, of, the sort of work that hits other types of press as well that, that usually you wouldn't be able to hit, whether it's uh, finance specific press like Bloomberg, for instance, or, or business and management press like Forbes, as we just sort of said, um, and even some, some smaller down, well, but well-read trade press that's specific for other industries, not just biz ed. Mm -hmm. um, and it's great to sort of leverage the Dean's voice in, in these places too. 
definitely. I think sometimes we're surprised by how many deans are actually still active researchers. And they work in such varied areas from sustainability to finance to mm. economics. It's, it's really interesting. And their, their work is great to promote as well as their viewpoints and their ideas about the school and about the industry in general. But it's been really great to explore all these different ideas with you. So thank you so much. So, you've secured your dean a spot in the media, be it a top tier like the Financial Times or an influential trade press like International Finance Magazine. But the job doesn't stop there. The next step is working with your dean to share this effectively. We all know the power that social media can have in driving engagement. Sarah Seedsman is Executive Director of Engagement, Insights and Consulting at Media Minds Global. She's been doing some research into how a dean can best leverage platforms like LinkedIn to boost their influence and drive engagement with their institutions. She's here now to tell us more. Yes, so at Media Minds, we do a lot of tracking and analysis of what business schools are doing on social media organically um, across a range of channels. And on LinkedIn particularly, as well as tracking what is done by a school's main account, we're tracking and following over a hundred business school deans and looking at what they're doing and what sort of insights we can get out of that. So we can see things such as the reach of their audience and how much and how rapidly that is growing. We can look at the level and type of activity. So how frequently they're on LinkedIn posting, commenting and what sort of material they're actually choosing to communicate with their audiences. So it's um, quite a fascinating exercise because there's quite a wide array of practices, if you like, that deans are adopting on channels like LinkedIn. Definitely interesting to see different ways that they're engaging. And you have some top tips, I believe, for how deans can really make the most of, of their platforms. Could you tell us a bit more? Yes, I, th I think if we focus on LinkedIn, because that really is recognised as the most trustworthy platform when mm. there are question marks about social media generally. So LinkedIn is highly trusted and it is a professional network. So it has almost 700 million users now, largely in business one way or the other. So, of course, that encompasses almost all of a business school's key audiences whether it's prospective students or prospective educa executive education participants, corporate recruiters, corporate partners, and of course, alumni, one of the most significant audiences for deans that they need to cultivate and communicate with. Mm. They're looking for fundraising and school support. So, you know, the first thing is deans need to be present and active there if they want to make the most of it. We found out of just over 100 deans, all of whom are ranked for at least one program in the FT, probably three quarters or so have a LinkedIn profile. And then there's a small group who don't at all for whatever reason. Of those who then have a profile, of course, it's then a matter of finding the time to be active and to use that channel or working closely with your communications team or mm -hmm. someone in the dean's office so that they can authentically work on behalf of the dean. And it, it's a matter then of thinking about who's the key audience and what do I as dean want to share? How can I communicate here? And recognizing that LinkedIn is one of the channels that you use in a portfolio of channels as dean. 
So, you know, if you're thinking about communicating with alumni, the school may well have newsletters, it may have web pages, it may have other social channels, but LinkedIn is another good one for the dean to talk directly to the alumni community. So posting at a reasonably regular interval so mm -hmm. that you stay present, engaging in other people's posts, because LinkedIn in particular works in a way that it recognises and rewards engagement. So if you post and people comment on your post, people share your post, then it will ensure that your post gets distributed more widely to your audience. So being a little bit active in looking at what others are doing. We see some deans, for example, who've got a decent sized audience of their own, and they're using that to help amplify what their own faculty are publishing and writing on LinkedIn. Because, you know, many business schools have got quite a lot of faculty who are very active in putting their own mm -hmm. posts up about their work or teaching or consulting. And so we'll often see deans share that work with an added comment. So it's not a massive amount of work for the dean to do a one or two line comment to share that post, but they can help that faculty work reach a much wider audience. Mm. Think about the audience and then, you know, consciously choose what you're going to do on the platform, writing or sharing or commenting yeah. um, and work with whoever in your office you might need to if you need to create some capacity to do that. Definitely. I think you make some interesting points because it's a similar thing that we, we do with our clients when we're talking about choosing the right channel to, to share your messages on. So it, it's clear that LinkedIn really targets the right audiences. In the same way when we're talking to clients, we're saying, oh, well, EFT and The Economist and business education media is really important and all of the other places where your target audience are reading, you can reach them on LinkedIn as well and share those messages and have a very holistic approach across all these platforms, really getting them out there and helping a dean boost not only their own visibility, but that of their school as well, because it helps an institution too, would you say? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I think we're all aware, aren't we? It's a very, very competitive market, the business school market. It's under increased pressures this year as a result of the pandemic particularly, I suspect, for most schools on the executive education side with the mm. corporate audience. And if you think about that corporate audience for a moment and business schools positioning in trying to sell exec ed to corporates, and you think about competition we just measured, if you look at LinkedIn, you'll find the management consulting firms are mm. absolutely prolific in sharing what they consider to be their knowledge, their mm. thought leadership. And they publish not just daily, but multiple times a day, mm. articles and posts written by their consultants and researchers on all of the business topics that are occupying business leaders' minds. Mm. So, and many of them then offer you know, professional development and, and training. Yeah, so yeah. for business schools trying to sell exec ed, if you're not present on LinkedIn sharing and showing what you're able to offer and the impact you have, you've actually got competitors there who are occupying mind share mm. by sharing what they do. So, you know, that's another reason and another area 
that deans can do it. And we see the chief executives or the managing directors, managing partners of the consulting firms very active under their personal accounts on behalf of the firm. So in a similar way, deans, you know, can play that same role to represent the school personally. Definitely. And as, I say, as a consumer on LinkedIn, I like reading these posts and this advice from CEOs and the chief execs of Accenture and these other consulting firms. And I also like reading the business school dean's advice and their insights as well. But they need to make sure they're being seen because, like you say, the competition is fierce and need to make sure that ultimately they're having that impact on their exec headquarters, on student recruitment, on corporate partnerships, on all of these things that land at Dean's feet that they have to make sure they're delivering on. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you have some examples of Dean's or, or other people that you've seen are really effective on, on LinkedIn at sharing these ideas? I think one Dean I enjoy following is um, Marion De Bruyne at Leric. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very active, very regular on LinkedIn. It is very authentic. It is Marion writing and talking. And she covers a range of topics from what's going on at the school. Mm-hmm. You know, months ago, I might have said what's going on at campus, but it's <laughs> not all at campus anymore. In fact, she's been great at shining a light on how the school adapted to what it was doing digitally mm-hmm. and how she was convening town hall meetings with staff, faculty group meetings, faculty adapting their teaching online. You know, so a real picture of what was happening is happening at the school mm. and messages for her own school community and beyond, mm. all the way through to occasionally when she has time for her own research, which is <laughs> Dean, you don't often do, but her research will come up, her reading list for summer. So very authentic, very genuine, very regular in that she's a regular voice on LinkedIn. So she's definitely one of the deans that stands out as effectively using it. I think one of the other deans we're watching with interest is the new dean at Wharton, Erica James, who was at Goizetta, uh, if I've pronounced that correctly, in January and had just over 2,000 followers on LinkedIn and was using it occasionally. And then in the course of subsequent months from the announcement of her appointment at Wharton to actually starting there last month, she's moved from just over 2,000 followers to over 65,000. In fact, she's probably closer to 70,000 followers. So absolutely exponential growth. Um, There was a significant jump there because in her first week, she was interviewed live on Good Morning America And then the school and she herself shared clips of that on LinkedIn and was Mm. distributed. So it's going to be very interesting to see how she uses that communications platform and that size of audience Mm. to communicate. Um, You know, she's only weeks into her new role uh, and many things on the mind of a dean at the moment trying to reopen campus or teaching. But she's got a significant platform there. Her predecessor at Wharton, Jeff Garrett, who's just gone to USC Marshall, he is the dean with the highest audience following on LinkedIn. He's got well over 400,000. Wow. 
and he posts daily and he you know when at Wharton and now at Marshall we're seeing similarly he does a real mix of business content where he'll share current affairs around the global economy and what's happening so he'll pluck something that was in the wall street journal or some sort of chart that's just come out about us china trade and he'll just add two or three very pithy lines and share it and so there's business content daily but then he'll mix that up with messages about what he's doing as dean and what his school is doing which guest speakers they might have welcomed new classes they're welcoming back so he blends both content for the audience with school updates and has an absolutely, you know, in the business school world, astronomical following. And you can see why that's so effective and how the way he goes about it has really worked and really pulled in an incredibly impressive audience. I just wondered if there was anything else you would like to add for our listeners you know, within business schools, there are probably quite a lot of staff, you know, particularly in the communications and marketing teams who mm -hmm. would love their deans to be more active on social channels. And I think there are others within the school who would also see that, you know, communications practices are changing yeah. and the role of a leader is to communicate effectively with your community. And social media these days is very much one of the areas that's open for leaders to communicate. So I think part of it, you know, with the Marcoms teams or others is perhaps it, it's a nudge your dean along, hold their hand a bit, show them what some other deans are doing, show them it can be quite easy. You know, it's not an all in commitment that has to take hours a week and consume all of your time. It can be done effectively in a reasonably light touch way. If you just choose one channel like LinkedIn, if you think I'm just going to go on it a couple of times a week for a few minutes and or my comms team are going to feed me a couple of pieces that I just add one or two comments to. So start with some small steps. And then what we do see is that as people take those small steps and become accustomed to it, realise that it's something they can make more use of and start to expand it. I think that's a wonderful piece of advice to end on, especially considering that we really do see these people who are just tried out, post a little bit, and they start to see the engagement build and they think, yes, they start to see results and then continue on with it. So thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, Steph. My pleasure. Thank you. That was a really great conversation with Sarah. And I think it's so important to really emphasise that building a team and boosting their profile is important to take a holistic approach. We want to share their stories and share their insights, not only in the media, online, in print and so on, but we really want to make sure that their social media profiles are up to scratch as well and to make sure they are consistently communicating across these platforms really to engage their key stakeholders and meet the goals of the school. That's really what this comes down to. Yeah, I agree entirely. And it certainly makes sense that when you have all of these tools at your disposal, you have LinkedIn where you can self-publish and promote and share ideas and engage in these wider discussions. It's from my perspective it's a no-brainer that deans should be getting involved in this and sharing their ideas and using themselves as a 
a representative of their schools to share their ideas to to boost the mission statement and the values and show that actually they have a a wider perspective on the world and something to share um, it helps engage the school outside of its current existing um, social circles and really help put an institution on the map beyond its own borders so yeah Steph I think it's a really really valuable tool and I think we've heard from some really fantastic people today Agreed. And where better for these messages to come than the Dean? They're the top of the institution. They can really carry those messages with weight and with importance so that they reach the right people. Absolutely. And like Matt said right at the beginning of this podcast, when it's done correctly and cleverly, it can cause great effect. Look at the response of the RSM Dean speaking in Forbes. That's the proof of the pudding right there. So this has been a really great discussion on how to raise the profile of the Dean. And in our next podcast, we're going to be looking at another key issue for business schools, particularly at the moment, equality and diversity. So I hope you can join us all then. This has been the Blue Sky Education Thinking Podcast. Thanks for listening. For more information and resources, please visit our website, www.blueskyhyphenpr.com.